All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rayola Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm Phoenix, living like it matters. And what matters to me, NBA playoffs, baby. That's right. NBA playoffs, we get a chance to see and watch what we've been waiting for. Ever since last year, ever since last year when the Cleveland Cavaliers, let me pinch myself, the Cleveland Cavaliers bought championship ball back to Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio. Man, we were waiting for that for a long time. But, you know, of course, me and the fellas back in the day tried to do a little bit of something. Some couldn't make it happen. Cleveland Cavaliers and LeBron James tried to do it, you know, a few years sooner than he actually was able to accomplish. Couldn't make it happen. Had to go someplace else. Kind of, you know, get himself together, really see what it takes to win a championship, get that formula, bring it back to the heart of it all, and make it happen. Made it happen last year and about to do the best he can to try to make it happen again. So what matters to me, NBA playoffs. And I know there's a lot of people out there that really don't care, you know, but but the fact of the matter is, you know, let's think about football and, and basketball. You know, football, you know, right now the football team to beat is the New England Patriots. I mean, they've established themselves as a generation, this generation dynasty. Uh, Tom is, you know, I think that some of those out there that have played with him, played against him, watched him play, they've handed him the trophy. They've given him the GOAT. He is he is the GOAT from what I from what I understand at that position, uh, he is the GOAT. And and it may be beyond that position because at some point in time, you know, they were talking about, you know, Jim Brown being, you know, the greatest player ever, you know. Uh and and now you hear that name, Tom Brady. And certainly when it comes to quarterbacks, you know, Tom Brady and Joe Montana, you know, those are the two names that um, that appear to be at the top of the list, certainly at that position of quarterback, Tom Brady and Joe Montana. So uh, now we're getting into basketball. And the team, we we don't have somewhat of a dynasty that you would really say this generation of basketball. I mean, really, at this generation of basketball, what, what who is the dynasty? Who's going to go down in history? You know, back in the day, you did have Showtime, the Lakers. You know, then you had, you know, Michael Jordan and, and, his, and his boys taking down some championships. You know, you had the Boston Celtics and Larry Bird, you know, taking down some championships. You know, but and th- those were considered dynasties. You know, they consisted of pretty much the, 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 the foundation of the team was, was set you know, you had, you know, four, three or four, you know, we always talk about the big three, but they had three or four pieces of the puzzle that was there, including the coaches, was consistent. It was there. So you were able to establish that. Uh, but today, you know, where where is that dynasty at in basketball today? In football, we already know Belichick, Tom Brady. Okay, there it is. That's the foundation. The formula of success consists of those two. Mix them in together. Boom, you got championships. Ships, as we say in the hood. But in basketball today, where is that at right now? That's what makes this series so exciting is because when the Cavs, you know, lost the first time to Golden State, you could say what you want to say. But there were a couple pieces to the puzzle that were missing. 
Then you go back, and then you look at the Cavs winning the last year, and everybody said, well, Cavs were down 3-1, and if Draymond Green wouldn't have missed that one game, then the Cavs would have lost. Well, then you got to go back and look at the Cavs playing against Golden State without Kevin Love and Kyrie. And if you want to do that, okay, so now you got excuses for both. But now you fast forward to this series that's going to take place Thursday night. But I would say this, you know, those pieces that were in, missing from those two teams at that point, Kyrie and Kevin Love was a part of that team all season long. Okay, those pieces were missing. Come playoff, Draymond Green in that second playoff, which Cavs, I'm going to say we won, uh, Draymond Green was missing for one game. Now you fast forward to this year, they add. You, yeah, come on. They add one of the best players in the world, Kevin Durant. Of course, he's with them all, all season. But these two teams that we talk about now are not the teams we were talking about. Yeah, there was a couple, you know, ancillary, you know, pieces of the puzzle that was missing. For both teams on the rosters, yeah, they, you know, but but basically the foundation was was there or either was on the sideline because they were injured or, or or suspended. But we're talking about the way those teams looked in in that first series season is going to be different this time for the simple reason of Kevin Durant. Now I'm, I'm not making any excuses, and no, we we will not, excuses are tools of incompetence. They build monuments of nothingness. And those who so often use them will seldom amount to anything. Shout out to my friends of Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity Incorporated. <laughs> but come on. No, we're not going to make an excuse. Durant is part of the team. Durant been there. Ooh, I'm thinking about Sugar Ray and Durant. Come on now. And, and Sugar Ray, who's Cavalier, is going to knock these boys out, meaning the Warriors. But... Durant, he's been there all season long. Cavs know what's that, what's that all about. We, we, we good. We ain't making no excuses. I just want to throw that out there. We, we ain't no excuses. And, you know, but, but for the life of me, I do want to say this. And I, I, I guess I'm falling into a little bit of this stuff that's going on at the big boy shows, you know, about greatness and the best teams ever. Let me just say this. Things, are, things evolve in life. They, they do get better. I will say this. There are people that are as talented, so talented, that their, their talent is beyond their generation. There are some people, and, and you can go down in history, for example, uh, you know, you could go back and, and you could just look at for a long time. I, I, let's say racing as an example. The fastest man in the world, he could have been the fastest man in the world, clocked in. Hussein Bolt been the fastest man, but how long ago did he clock the time that is the existing fastest time in the world? Was that last year, a year before, a couple, how long ago was that? And so what I'm saying is very few times are there things that actually can remain as the best and the greatest of all time, and unless there's certain criteria that's there. It could be the greatest score of all time, Scored X amount of points. Well, that person may not have been the greatest scorer of all times, but that person scored the most points of all time. You know, because I, I can look, I'm going to tell you, I will look at Kyrie Irving and, and, I, and I can even look at Steph Curry and I could make a, an argument that those two are two of the greatest scorers 
of all time because they can they can get their shot. And every now and then when when Steph, Steph he doesn't finish as strong as Kyrie does. Kyrie is so creative in his finishing. And, and it's one of those things where as it's, it's a fraction of a second to get the ball out of your hands and up on the backboard and, you know, boom. And that's what it is in basketball a lot of times because the, the men are so much bigger than they are that are there to defend the goal that can block their shots. But they get that ball up on the backboard at the right angle. It's going to drop in the bucket. But just getting up on the backboard before the big fella can knock it off, you know, that's, 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 that's a craft that they have that they've mastered. Everybody can't do that. So it ain't, it ain't just about jumping because a lot of times when these dudes making these plays, they're not over the rim. They are under. When they release the ball, they're under the rim. But, but it, it's, it's, the, it's the art and the science of which they're able to release the ball in such a way that it comes off the backboard. First, it, it makes contact with the backboard. Then it comes off. And it, and it falls right in the bucket. But but okay so 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 okay they could be the greatest scores but let, let what's this whole all this mess about you know LeBron and the greatest player and uh, listen let's enjoy what we have do you know how hard it is to play a basketball season you know one thing that I want to give credit because I'm watching one of the big boy shows see one of you know top baseball player today is hurt. Do you know how much the fans are going to hate to have to watch baseball without the best player in the game for two months? That is one thing that we got to give credit to these fellows that's playing today. These young men are taking care of their bodies. I mean, just the art of do, jumping up in the air, doing all kind of acrobatic stuff with your body and to come down with, with, with just so much grace that you don't twist your knee Fracture your, your 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 foot. I mean, really. I mean, the, this the impact of going up and coming down. Let me just say this, and I don't wish this on anybody, but you'll see a lot of basketball players when they get older. Man, they look bad. I mean, the way they walk their knees, it's just, it's just bad. That pounding up and down. When you're young, yeah, you could take it, but when you get older, it, you you're gonna see it. The results. I mean, look at. Am I going there? Can I say it? Did, did you see Shaq's feet? I mean, really. Shaq's feet is a direct result of him playing basketball. It, Shaq's feet, no, he was not born like that. That's some basketball right there. That'll do that to your toes. Oh, my God, it's the worst. He should have, man, should have been arrested. But Shaq was healthy enough to play the game when he played the game, feet like that or not. So what I'm saying to you, these guys right now, they're healthy. They're, giving, they're coming into a series, and they're healthy. We are about to see some of the greatest basketball we've ever seen in our life. These young men today, it's, and I, I don't, again, I don't want to be super critical of generations before. These young men today can shoot. They can jump. They can dribble. I mean, they, could, they can do it all. It's, there's nothing they can't do. There were other guys in different generations. They didn't all get, have great handle. You've seen handle today. You know, Kyrie and Steph play basketball in the NBA as if they're on the Globetrotters team. I mean, really, man. Just check it out. Go back and look at some of Curly Neal's moves that he's doing in the Globetrotters. He's he making fun of people. It's a joke. And this is what these young men are doing in the game. 
they they playing ball like they play for the Globetrotters in the NBA and finishing, embarrassing people. Got you crossed over and everything, tripped up, falling down, and they shooting the ball and looking the other way and gone. Count three. I mean, this, this, this is great basketball. And talking about flying through the air, come on, LeBron. It's one of those things where, you know, it's, you don't want to see a plane crash in the air. You know, and it's a good thing that they don't contest like they used to back in the day because it's not about contesting. When that man is up in the air, you, you're not trying to contest that. I think he missed the dunk last week, finally. I, I, I'm not wishing that he would miss a dunk, but I'm just saying, 99.9% of the time he goes up, for a dunk by himself, he's going to make that. But these men, you, you see some of the sweetest jump shots you've ever seen. You've seen some shots that are, that are science and them knowing where the basket is, the elevation that the ball must have when you release it in order for it to drop through the bottom of that net when somebody is all up in their grill. We seeing this. We seeing dudes, LeBron, LeBron run down the basketball court dribbling like he going like 100 miles an hour. The dude is like 250 pounds, 6'8", 250. I don't know if I want to hit that kind of tight end. Oh, okay, let me, let me stop. Okay, I tell you, we're going to take a break and we're going to come back because, listen, it is that time. It's NBA. Yes, championship series. But we're going to take a break and come back. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the 3 is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins next week, I got the dunce cap on. You bet.com's playing to win presented by the daily racing form. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the daily racing form or click on playing to win at you your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And, uh, of course, we talk about the NBA coming up here. That's what matters to me. The NBA playoff ball, going to see the best basketball in the world. I, I truly think that this series is probably going to be the best basketball uh, that we've seen in a, in a long time. It, it, it truly is going to be. They know, first of all, there ain't no love lost between these two teams. I understand that. But they respect each other. We had some things that occurred last year that we know, hey, they ain't going to put up with, um, you know, disrespect uh, 
for the game and the rules in this championship. Draymond Green was a victim of that last year, if you want to call him a victim. But, you know, what he did LeBron wasn't cool. They're not going for that. They want clean basketball. So we're going to play that. I think the guys know that. If they throw, if Draymond could get thrown out, LeBron can get thrown out, Steph could get thrown out, Kyrie, can, you know, anybody can get thrown out. So, okay, let's be careful. You don't want to hurt your team. But I think these men are going to be in their best behavior. But we're going to see the best basketball, too. I, I'm, I'm just, it's, it's worth the ticket. I'm telling you. As a matter of fact, you might as well just go ahead and, you know, record it so you'll have a classic. I'm, I'm calling it before it even happens. Classic of all time. Right here. So go ahead and set the TVs. But listen, I, you know, last, yesterday was Memorial Day. And Memorial Day is one of the holidays where I think we, from what I recall as a kid growing up, we kind of pay tribute to our, our fallen soldiers. And, um, and I want to do that. And so I'm going to take a moment of silence to do that. Um, this is my way of paying tribute to our fallen soldiers and all of our loved ones that we lost. It's the day that I think that day we kind of recognize the fallen soldiers first and then everybody else that we've lost to family members and friends as well. So I'm going to take a moment here for a moment of silence and recognition. Okay. Okay, now I did that. And, and I want to follow that up with a little bit of my version of the Colin Kaepernick story. And here's what I want to say to you from my personal perspective. You know, I think the narrative of the story sometimes, the way it's talked about, is a little bit unfair to not just Colin, but to some of the fallen soldiers that have given their lives and gone on to heaven. I believe they all are in heaven. Um, and we, we, we look at this and we stop and think about, because people, many people said that, that Colin was disrespecting the flag. And I, I think those people who say that obviously are not listening to his interviews because he said that was not his intention to disrespect the flag, but his, his intentions were to bring attention to the fact that what the flag stood for in this country was not being upheld. That's my interpretation of what I've heard Collins say. And so he wasn't trying to disrespect the flag. He was trying to express his personal opinion that from seeing what's going on across and throughout the United States of America, that what the flag represented was not being represented in this country. Now, keep in mind, we all strive for perfection. I'm tying this into sports. You know this. Let's think about baseball. Do you know when a pitcher who was a starter is in the game and it's the seventh inning, sixth inning, and he has a perfect game going? You know, they typically, if it wasn't the fact that he was shooting for a perfect game, they would take him out. But they're trying to get perfection. You know, you, you can get an A on the test with a 92, 93, 94, 95, but everybody wants to get 100. You know, 
you know, no, nobody wants to, to bat, you know. We want, to bat, want our batting average to be as, you know, as high as it can be. You know, everybody in football wants to go for that perfect season. Everybody's trying to unseat the Miami Dolphins. Now, there are some things you could think about in the United States of America. I remember when I was a kid, when I went to school every day, we pledged allegiance to the flag of the United States of, of America every morning. And we said the Lord's Prayer every morning. Now I do not believe they pledge allegiance to the flag. And I do not believe that they're praying in school, public schools anymore. Why? Why are they not doing that? Who told them that we didn't want our children to pledge allegiance to the flag anymore? Who told them that we didn't want our children to pray anymore? Well, somebody must have thought that it wasn't fair to everybody. And this country was a country that built that we wanted to be respectful to every single person. We were striving for perfection, even if we were not perfect. perfect. Colin Kaepernick wasn't trying to strive for imperfection. He was trying to acknowledge something that every a blind man could see, that there are some things going on in this country that are not right. I, I saw on the big boy show this morning, there's some homeboys out there from Venezuela. I hope I got it right. And they are standing up in American baseball and using the platform of, of the big boy shows to talk about what's going wrong in their countries. One of the homeboys said, man, I, I, I'm not, I can't go back. I can't go back because he's afraid because he said something on television here that he might go back home and they might do something to him, take his passport or something like that, just because he spoke of something that he felt was unjust to what's happening to people. They're dying on the street. They're not. Well, I, I don't know all the issues, but I know that somebody's just ex used their right and expressed their right to speak up for something they want to be right, see done right. So I'm not trying to on Memorial Day. I just know that there are some guys who died that if they would talk about if they had a chance to speak from their grave and some soldiers that are alive today and they speak, if they had a chance to speak to Callan, with Callan, and they had a conversation and he would tell them what he was protesting. And many of you know that these were young black men just getting killed for no reason by police and by others for no reason, no guns, no nothing, just killing them. That those men who went to war and women went to war did not go to war for a country that allowed us to do that. That's all the young man is saying. Now he can't even get a job playing football because he stood up for something that was just right. I don't care if I don't know you at all. God knows I don't care if you look anything like me or unlike me and I drive up in a situation. I see somebody got a gun on you and they're going to pull it and kill you and you got your hands up in the air. I don't know if you've done something before or after. I just don't want them to shoot you. I don't care who you are. I don't want to see that happen. We have a system here of court where a person is supposed to get their chance in court. We are not supposed to take a person's life unjustly. And I think that's all Callum was saying. And so on Memorial Day, when I thought about that, I thought about many things yesterday. I thought about that. And I think about that today. Colin Kaepernick, you can't tell me that there are 32 NFL teams out here and you're going to tell me that there are 64 because they got at least two quarterbacks on every team, that there are 64 quarterbacks that are better than that young man. 
That is bullshit. I'm glad that somebody stood up for me. Somebody died that I can get on this radio and I can talk today and say this. Thank you, whoever and all of you that did it and, and all of you who didn't do it, then, we, you know, we were fighting against you. But we all want to do this together. I was in, you know, I'm in church on Sunday and my pastor is talking about, uh, he's another black man. He's just talking about thanking soldiers because now he grew up in, in South Phoenix and he, he now as an older man, can, can drive to Gilbert. He can drive to East, he can, East Valley, where before he lived in, in, in South Phoenix. He can now drive through the East Valley comfortably. That he, gets, he got excited because he went into a restaurant and he saw another black family in the East Valley. Come on, people, please. That's all we're talking about. Those guys that went to war, that's what they went to war for. That I, 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 was in the, I was at the University of Iowa's graduation to see my nephew. Shout out to Avery Lewis. My nephew graduated from the University of Iowa. I myself felt the same way as I went into places and I saw other black people. I'm 58 years old. Why should I be feeling that way? In America, that it's okay for black people to be certain places now? Come on, man. So I'm, I'm thankful for the soldiers who pass, and I'm thankful for those who respect the fact that this man is standing up for something, and he said he's not going to kneel anymore. But all he was doing was saying that this flag stood for everybody, justice for all. And he was simply saying that a lot of black young men were not being treated justly. Come on, let's not crucify him for just saying that. So anyway, that's that's my that's my little spiel, and I don't know if I went overtime. Uh, if I if I did, I got a rod. I got the real a rod with me. I don't know who that dude was on the TV playing baseball, but I got a rod. You know, back there handling things for me behind the scenes. A rod, we got a couple more minutes, so we're gonna take a break now. Okay, we're going to take a break now and then. Hey, Rod, I'm going to come up because, man, I got some Tiger Woods stuff, man. I, I want to hear what you got to say about that. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice of America Sports. Who do you feel the most important person is on a sports team? Is it the captain, the star player, or the fan? While it could truly be any of these individuals, more often than not, it's the coach. Listen for A Coach's Spirit with hosts Blake Rockwell and Kendall Allen. A Coach's Spirit offers a look into the human side of coaching and a chance to learn from some of the most impactful leaders in the game. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice of America Sports Channel. 
If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You know the rail of sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And uh, what matters to me is basketball. Yes, it's that time of the year where the NBA championship series is about to get underway. And, of course, uh, my team. <laughs> Come on, man, get serious now. LeBron James, really. Uh, my team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, there's a reason why they're my team. Uh, I am from the heart of it all. Uh, I'm one of them dudes who tried in Cleveland to bring a championship home, and I did not succeed. Uh, but LeBron James took care of that. So I'm going to continue to root for them. By the way, I'm from the Hall of Fame city, Canton, Ohio, in case you didn't know all that. Um, took a little detour off in Philadelphia for a few years, and now I'm in Phoenix. I'm going to be watching the games from here. You know, it would be nice, man, if I get a ticket, get back to Cleveland, watch a game. What you think? Well, okay, we'll get back to that. But for right now, I, I want to talk a little bit. Something's happening with Tiger Woods. And, you know, this is where I think we as human beings have to stop and realize that we are not talking about illegal aliens or aliens. We're talking about other human beings. Tiger Woods is, uh, is a man. He's a, he's a man who has um, life and breathes air just like we all do. So the fact that he's going through a situation, I mean, he's just he's just Tiger Woods. He's not somebody different than any other human being. We, I know this always makes news. We always talk about it, you know, because once you become and reach that, that status, that status does remain with you. So even though people say you are more than what you do, you remain who you are once you've achieved that. If you've never been a professional athlete, you're never going to be identified as a professional athlete. So therefore, you don't understand that. But once you reach that pinnacle, that profession, you're going to always be recognized as that. And, you know, whether you're coming or going, you're doing this or you're doing that, some point in time that becomes part of your relevance, which makes news. So the fact that Tiger Woods had a problem with what we thought was a DUI and, uh, you know, with alcohol related to alcohol, it, it wasn't. Uh, but, but the part that scares me, 
And I gotta bring my man A Rod here. A Rod, well, this is real A Rod. This 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 is not the A the baseball player. This is this is this is radio rate, you know, A Rod. This is radio A Rod. This ain't this ain't that baseball guy, you know. We we this is this is the real A Rod right here, radio A Rod. So so listen, radio A Rod. Tiger Woods having a situation like this. Now, here's what scares me. It scares me the fact that he was driving obviously under the influence of some medication the medication might have been such that it might have caused dizzy might have caused dizziness or certainly put him in a state of relaxation where he was you know so mm, how should i say it that the drug took him, took him over to the point where he then became very tired and he fell asleep but he pulled the car over. I don't know if the car was off the side of the road. I didn't get all that information. But let me ask you something. Does this automatically say that there's something wrong with him because of the condition he was found in? Does this say there's something wrong with him? Or was this a, you think this could be something that happened to anybody one time? Me personally, I think there's something uh personal on his on his behalf that's going on and i think it's affecting him causing him to start doing these these crazy things and i guess maybe one night he just this was that night and he just got too 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 drunk i guess hanging out with maybe the girl i, I don't know the story too well i, I read a little bit about it but they said that no his alcohol came back his alcohol intake was measured at 0.00 no alcohol in his system at all but what it was is tiger admitted to the fact that there was some medication that he perhaps maybe took a few of those pills that might have had some effect on him. Now, again, I don't know all the details. I don't know what time, how late it was at night. But the fact of the matter is he was somewhat cohesive enough to pull over and the car was in park, but it was still running. And the authorities, you know, it's almost like the guy here played for the Arizona Cardinals a few years ago. You know, he was, again, intoxicated behind the wheel. Car was running. Uh, people knocked on the door. He didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> kind of similar with Tiger here too, but yeah, yeah, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So, so still, but but here's what I see the problem is. I see the problem, if any, and because I, I'm telling you, I have been on the road before, and I have, I've, I'm gonna say I know I fell asleep at the wheel because when I woke up. I was about to get off at my exit. That's how I come on. I, I, I acknowledge that to my wife. She was in the car with me. Uh, we were, I think we were coming back from a trip or something like that. And sometimes people try to push it too much. But in this case, this might have been some recreational time that Tiger was out. And maybe, you know, I don't know if he used his, his medication to, uh, you know, help him, you know, entertain himself. Or if he took his medication for the purpose of he needed the medication and it just got the best of him. But either way, I think there is, on his part, I think he needs to be a little more careful because if that medication does that to him, he shouldn't be driving taking that medication. Nope. And, and, and so when something like that happens, let's say they tell you to take your medication, you know, three times a day, you know, every whatever, some hours. Uh but it may cause drowsiness. Is that, is, that, is that a criminal act if the medication says it may cause drowsiness and you get behind the wheel? Yeah, uh, that, they say it all the time. I mean, on all the commercials, you'll be like, may cause drowsiness, do not operate machinery, something like that. They, they say it all the time. It's there. People know it, but really they just go against it and try to press the luck. Okay, so, so, if, so if Tiger Woods 
uh, is a normal person that doesn't play golf, is, is this a problem? Or if Tiger Woods, who is Tiger Woods and does play golf, is this a problem just because he's Tiger Woods? Or is this something that everybody should be worried about? I think really this would be something everyone should be worried about. I mean, you never know really anything you take nowadays, even aspirin can sometimes cause effects of drowsiness. I mean, really it just comes down to the individual of what, of what they're being pres- prescribed and what they're going to be taking into their own system. So I, really it could be anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, you know, it's just like I did, you know, after that situation happened to me, the first thing I did is I prayed. And I prayed to God because I knew that I could have killed myself and I could have killed my wife. And oh, yeah, it's a dangerous act. That, I mean, most people don't know this, but just falling asleep in the wheel alone causes that, that, a lot that, that, of death. That's exactly, and that's what I'm saying. That's what happened to me. I wasn't under the influence of anything. I was just tired. And that's what I'm saying. These things may have been in the system which could accelerate the drowsiness or whatever uh, of him and his system to kind of shut down a little bit. But at the same time, you know, I think Tiger needs to, you know, there needs to be an apology to people expressing how thankful he is to still just be alive because he was the only person. He could have took somebody else's life. He certainly could have taken his own. But I don't think it's anything he needs to hide about. That's what I'm trying to say. I think it's more if he would, his emotional plea to public would be, don't please don't do what I did. You know, I just thank God that I'm still alive. If he takes that approach as opposed to, you know, just trying to fight, it's like, you know, I did something wrong. Nobody should ever do it. I just thank God it's a miracle that I'm alive, that the police wouldn't stop me. Whatever I pay, whatever I got to pay. I think we need that from Tiger Woods. I don't care about what kind of clean reputation or nice guy he's supposed to have been in the past. We're not worried about that. They said late, later that, or later on the last night that um, he, he issued a statement apologizing. I, I haven't seen the report on that or where he posted it, but that's, that's what they're saying on the, a bunch of news sites. Yeah, that's, that, that's the message. Because, you know, see, whenever times, you know, whenever you're, uh, quote, unquote, a celebrity, you're, you're supposed to be a role model. You know, I, I'm always confused. With, okay, what the hell, what role you want us to play? Because you do the Cal- Kaepernick, we don't want you to play that role. You know, do something else, oh, we don't want you to play that role. Just stay in this role. Okay, so in this lane. So in this particular case, I, I think the role we need Tiger to play, uh, if he wants to or not, is certainly, you know, the, the one where, you know, there's a sense of apathy out there for him or, you know, or certainly a plea to these other people, don't, don't do this. You just, you know, just the thought of it. You know, you just to think about what could have happened. He could see some pictures of some people who did fall asleep of what happened. Shit scared the shit out of him, really. So, so I, just, I hope he gets his stuff together, man. Uh, hopefully he does learn from it. I mean, you just, just got to grow and do something better than that. Yeah, the, mean, golf is the, yeah, the golf is probably over with. I mean, the golf, I think that, that, that train has left the station. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's done. Yeah, it's not, it's not about the golf anymore. So, so how many more minutes I got here? We got about a minute. We got about a minute. So uh, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to, we, we're going to, when we come back, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, mm, am I going to say this? It's not about Tony Romo. It's about the Cowboys. And the Cowboys need to understand, too, that Tony Romo, that train, has left the station. The man has a new job. And listen, you don't need, you can talk about other people and still get the attention of the Americas, the Americans who you think you represent because you're supposed to be America's team. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about this thing about Tony Romo's locker. Come on. That deserves better than that. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back.
your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to beat. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, what matters to me. NBA playoffs, baby. LeBron James. That's right. LeBron James will be back on the screen, uh, which is against his, uh, I'm not going to call it rivalry, uh, against his rivals, I guess, out there on the West Coast, Steph Curry and the boys. But uh, it's going to be probably the greatest basketball this generation would have seen. Uh, teams with the, uh, you know, with all the type of records that they have obtained in their pursuit of a championship this year, last year, and a year prior to that, uh, these guys are something special, and I'm going to give them that kind of recognition. Uh, but uh, again, I was talking a little earlier about Tiger Woods, and and listen, the bottom line is in today's generation, it is, it happens certainly in the National Football League. Any any football current football player in the National Football League who is out. I don't care what he's doing, if he's out partying with the fans or not, whatever. if he just needs a ride, they have a service. Tiger Woods has a bank account that has a service that I'm sure he's got an Uber account or he could just, he just get a limo driver, you know. So I'm not making excuses for Tiger other than the fact that Tiger probably, you know, he's probably out, had an obligation to participate, do something somewhere. You know, and when you're out, part of you being a celebrity too is that you always want to be able to leave the people that you're in the company of with a feeling that, hey, man, that, that's, that's a good dude. I mean, he's a good guy. He's very respectable. Um, he speaks well, enjoys everybody, makes everybody feel comfortable. Uh, he's the kind of guy that you want to hang out with all the time. I mean, that that's part of the persona that goes along with being a successful extended long-term celebrity status you know you come and you're acting like an asshole nobody's going to pay you to come out to do public appearances or, or private engagements and, and okay that part of your earnings is, is going to end so there is a demand for people like tiger you know even people like myself i'm nowhere near i'm not a fraction of any of that kind of stuff but when you treat people nice you got a great personality you got good stories you speak well you dress well you take care of yourself you're very presentable People want to, they're fans of the sport. They want to talk about it forever, all the time. And so Tiger might have been one of those nights and might have been a long night. 
If it was, still no excuse, man. Praying for you, my man. I hope you get it together, and we'll see what happens right there. But I want to yep. talk about something real fast, uh, and that is, you know, listen, Dak deserves better than that. The Dallas Cowboys can talk about their current quarterback. Tony Romo is gone. He's done. You know, and, he, and I'm going to go back to this, too. Listen, Dak is the man. Get you a backup quarterback and let the backup quarterback be the backup quarterback. Your stories should not be about your former quarterback. If you want to start talking about your former quarterbacks, first of all, it's going to be a long time before you should start talking about Tony Romo. Because Troy Aikman, ah, okay, he's the last guy to win your championship. Uh, before that, you know, you got Roger Starbuck, who's a great quarterback. It should be a long time before you start bringing up Tony Romo's name in your conversation about your former great Dallas Cowboy quarterbacks. Because that's what he is. He's a former Dallas Cowboy quarterback who is no longer with the team. And so I, I think you, when you get time in the media uh, to express about the future of your team and your current situation, the conversation needs to be about not a locker that's being, for some reason or another, unused. I did hear somebody on the Big Boy Show talk about it. Yeah, during the preseason, uh, you know, you use every locker. <laughs> in fact, even if you don't use every locker, I doubt there are a few teams in the NFL that has retired a locker that was held by a great player. And I think just about every team, even though they don't all have Super Bowl championship trophies or conference championship trophies, they all, I believe, every single team in the National Football League has at least one Hall of Famer. I, I go out, I didn't, I didn't even research that. I just know from the history of the league, you know, Gosh, everybody's got to have at least one. Now, I got to stop and think about that now. Because there are a couple of new teams that might be, I don't know about the Carolina Panthers. Let me check that out. I could be wrong. But anyway, with that being the case, come on. Come on. If nothing else, we don't, I don't want to keep bringing it up, but Zeke got some stuff that's going on. But I'm talking about Dak as a quarterback. Let's talk. Let's give Dak what he deserves. Let's talk about NFC East. Let's talk about how you line up in the NFC East. You know, where do you see yourself as Cowboys? You, do you see yourself winning that division? You do? Hmm, okay. I'm not sure they feel that same way up there in New York. I'm not sure they feel that same way in D.C. I know we don't feel that way in Philly. <laughs> so I just don't know. I really don't know about that. You know, in, in Washington, you know, you, again, you guys, uh, you got a quarterback, you got a good wide receiver. I think Washington, they think they got a good dynamic duel there, too. <laughs> you know, they got some new pieces they just add to it. And Deshaun always want to just, you know, when it's the Cowboys, you know, he always want to get his thing done. So I, I just don't know. I, I, I think that the Cowboys need to focus on the fact that we respect what Tony. I mean, they got all kind of celebrations for him. I think some other team is celebrating him. Okay, that's good. He was a good player. He was a damn good player. You know, maybe even, uh, well, you, you, we, can't, we can't misuse the word great all the time when we define, when we know the definition of greatness when it comes to a sport. And you can look at the accomplishments. We can look at, you know, where he's leading at, what his statistics are, how many wins and losses he has. You know, think about Tony. One reason why we can't really put Tony in that great category as of yet 
although there have been a few times where it's happened and he may find himself in this category, is some great players can play for a long period of time. They have that longevity. Now, there's a couple, one of my all-time favorite who didn't play that long. It's just Gail Sayers. I mean, I think Gail played seven or eight years. Gail didn't play that long, but Gail was great. Everybody knew. There's nobody saying that Gail Sayers was not great. There's nobody saying, well, Gail didn't do this. No. Gail Sayers, when the name comes up, the conversation ends. Okay. Hall of Fame. Conversation. That's it. And then, of course, when you see his highlights, it's like, oh, my God. It's a match if he'd have played an extended period of time. Uh, Tony Romo. Not feeling it. <laughs> that's, uh, and, 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 and you just said it there. That, 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 that's my man again, A-Rod, uh, the radio A-Rod. Tony Romo, Hall of Famer? Never won a Super Bowl. See, uh, I can't. Well, 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 no, Dan Marino never won a Super Bowl. That's my generation. So I know you can do it without winning a Super Bowl, but. You can, but the way. It, I <laughs> but he, 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 I don't think he's ever gone beyond one game deep into. The, I think Dan went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, he did. Dan he, did. Yeah, he, he, Tony hasn't even gone into an NFC championship game. So how can we. I just don't get it. Plus, Tony's always. He was always, always. He was injury prone. And that's the part I didn't like. You didn't know if you can count on him. You always knew you got to have always a backup. Hurt. Always yeah. hurt. Yeah, he, he was always going to – you know he wasn't going to finish the season. I mean, why do you go into a season wondering if your quarterback's going to be there? You know, who does that? You know, they don't do that in New England. They don't worry about Tom Brady. They, they just don't do that. They go into the season thinking he's there, he's going to be there. Big Ben, even though Ben's been hurt a couple times, you don't go into the season thinking that Ben's not going to last the entire season. I, I just uh, – and, and again – when it is time in the big, you know, in the big games, you know, he just doesn't show up. Doesn't show up. So, nope. So it, it, that, that goes to show that having a real good connection with the manager gets you gets you a lot of things so far. Ah, uh, yeah, and that's not that's not good. That, I mean, that, that that's truly not good. I've always, you know, and I, let me say this. First of all, as a businessman, I think there is nothing better uh, that happened to the National Football League than Jerry Jones. I just think he, and Jerry's a former athlete himself. And so Jerry knows where all the opportunities are out there to basically to to exploit the product to a maximum and 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 get as much gener generate as much revenue as you possibly can. Hey, he believes in just sucking every single ounce of revenue out of every single piece. It's like it's like like the football team is a is a NAS race car, NASCAR. You know, and every piece where you could sell a sponsorship on that car, you do it. And that's that's what that's what he did. He took that mentality of football. Well, hey, man, I appreciate everybody tuning into the show. That was really quick, right? This is that's, that was the last segment. That was the last segment. Well, that was good. Hey, Rod, I appreciate you joining me, man. Again, all those people out there, I meant no disrespect to our veterans. It is the United States of America. That's the way we need to stay. Thank you for listening to the show. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thank you for spending this hour with Ray Ellis Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit RayEllisSports.com. That's RayEllisSports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time 
4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel. 